Hey guys, how are you doing this week? Welcome um, back to another episode of Two Girls Talking About Commitment. Yeah, yeah. I'm Kelsey. I'm Shanila. And we are here to talk to you today about how to move on from a relationship and get over an ex. Yes, we are. But first, me and me and Kelsey are recording from our new location. It's our studio. Yeah, we have a studio now. It's still inside of my house, <laughs> but it's like it's in a room now instead of just out in the open in a random spot in our living room. <laughs> we're super stoked. Yeah, we're professional now. So. We are trying to come up with a name for our studio. If anybody has any ideas, you can go ahead and uh, DM us, email us, tgtacpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know. So um, Kelsey found three really excellent articles for us to go through today. But the first one that we're going to touch on is from independent.co. The title is How to Get Over Someone According to a Relationship Expert. Freaking expert. Yes, okay. her name is... Um, Chelsea Richels in New York. And this was posted March of 2019. New as shit. New shit. So the first thing that I noticed that she said was that it takes, or whoever wrote the article, the first yeah. thing that I noticed with that was that they said it takes 11 weeks to feel better, but 18 months to heal. Yeah. That feels really fucking long. So 11 weeks is like almost so, four months. Yeah. So it takes wow. approximately four months for you to be like, not crying, not ugly crying every day, not listening to sad you know songs and wanting to die. Get in four months? That's a lot of ice cream. <laughs> four months of my life? Oh my yeah, gosh. my body can't tolerate four more months. No. Of um, ice cream. But 18 months? Yeah. I to think heal. that's true because, I mean, you have to Man. think like, you have to think of like how long were you in the relationship? Yeah. The things you went through together yeah. and how it ended and why it ended. Yeah. You know what I mean? So totally. like So those these numbers could obviously mm-hmm. be different. Like if you date someone for a month, right. it's not gonna I You're mean, probably I, not gonna spend four months, hopefully, mourning over someone you were with. Yeah, for a month. or eighteen months to heal. Right. And also <laughs> Could once, you imagine oh they're just God. like that was the one. You're like you were with them for a month, dude. Me and Jason Momoa dated for oh, one month. month. <laughs> um yeah, it would take me a lifetime to get over him. Hello. <laughs> Could you imagine the person he was with before? Oh my God, I don't know his wife's name, but I know they've been together for like 14 it's years. A, it was a Kravitz, right? She was married to. I don't know. Yeah. Was? Yeah. Are they divorced? She, no, she was married to what's it, Lenny Kravitz? Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. This girl running through Hollywood in yes, a good way. Is. Okay. Uh huh. But I'm just saying, like, imagine being the girl before her. Like, they were together. They've been oh, together yeah, for 14 no. years, but, like, imagine the girl he dated before that just sitting at home, like, she is there. never going to move on. <laughs> you you can't move on from that. I'm Actually, sorry. even more so, could you imagine being the guy who has a dater? <laughs> you, will, you, you cannot fill those shoes. Yeah. Stop so, I don't sorry. know. That just sounds really measurable for a lot of people. It really does. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> aside from that. <laughs> so, thinking about length. And experiences, like, me and my current boyfriend have been together for five and a half years. Yeah. And I think that if we broke up, I'd be not only devastated, but I think it would take me a really, really long time to get over. Because, like, we've been through so many things together. Mm-hmm. Because I've been in a relationship before that lasted about about the same length, a little yeah. bit shorter, like five years. And I just, like, remember not being that sad about it. Same. I think that just had a lot to do with my age 
what I had gone through with that person and our shared experiences. I think that has a lot to do with it. I think so too. Yeah, because I've been through two Mm -hmm. somewhat long-term relationships. One was four years, one was Mm five-ish. And so one was definitely uh, affected me more than the other. And the other one, I felt fine afterwards. Right. And so, yeah, I think it definitely depends on what you went through during the relationship, the connection you Mm -hmm. had with that person, lots of things. So I think it also has a little bit to do with like how it ends because if you ended it, yeah. Mentally, you kind of were already there. Yeah. You know You're like I mean? already over it. So you've mm-hmm. probably already ha- gone through some of that like healing time already. Right. And then yeah. obviously if you were blindsided or had no idea that the relationship was going to end. It's definitely harder. <laughs> Been there too. I, I can't even think about that. Like with this current relationship? He, yeah. Because like if he came home... And was like, I just can't do this anymore. I'd be like, are you fucking kidding me, man? This is a joke, right? <laughs> Where are the cameras? This is a mean-ass joke, could we not? <laughs> yeah, you, you wouldn't even I mean? be able to take him serious. Yeah, I'd probably, I would probably just like go back to the room and be like, I'm going to bed. You can fuck off, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's stop this, okay? I'm not down for this. This is not funny. It's <laughs> <laughs> so difficult. Actually... There was a, he actually showed me a video he found on Facebook. It was like a man and a woman in the car. And the guy was like, I can't do this anymore. And the girl's like, okay, do you need a nap? You need a break? What do you need? Do you need some food? (laughs) And he goes, no, like you and me, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't be here. And she goes, okay, go inside, take a nap, take some time for yourself. Call me later. Yeah. And he goes, no, you and me, we're done. I can't take it. And she literally looks at him and goes, and like has a gun and goes, <laughs> she pulls out a gun and she goes, what'd you say? And she starts yelling. <laughs> and, and my boyfriend was like, this is you. That would be you. That, that is so you, dude. Yeah, because he watched it, started laughing, and then showed it to me. And like when it took that turn, I was just like, me. Yeah. So like, me. I feel that. I feel that right there. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yeah, it was really funny. <laughs> but yeah, <clears throat> I wouldn't let him break up with me, I think. <laughs> yeah, he's stuck for life. We all know. Um, she also talks about in this article, just that like heartbreak's a grieving process. Mm-hmm. And like we just talked about, it's going to look different for everyone because no two relationships are alike. So there she she still listed some things she said there's certain things that everyone suffering from mm-hmm. heartbreak can do to move on and um according to relationship expert amanda major there's four steps that will help you get over someone yeah so, four steps to feel better we we like steps <laughs> we really do like steps like the second we find an article and it's like here's one two three four five and we're like that's it that's the one that's Pick that article. one <laughs> you know what i like really learn from doing our podcast what? is that I feel like like there's something online for every issue you're gonna have in life. Yeah, for and real. Like, I'm I'm always gonna go online now mm-hmm. and just be like, find ten different articles for whatever scenario I'm in, and just be like, this is the steps it told me to do. So, <laughs> yeah, we can't. No, 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 no. Don't start doing step four. Okay, we gotta get we to step one even through done step three first. One. <laughs> I'm so there. But I really did like the first one. Um, it was take time to grieve. Yes. This was actually when when I 
texted you about this topic, that was the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Because I think that when you get out of a relationship, whether it is like one month or a year Mm -hmm. or however long it is, I think people quickly want to just go back to feeling normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they don't want to go through the process of being sad. I think so too. But you really, really have to let your body do that. Yes. Like you have to let yourself ugly cry. Be sad about it. mm -hmm, It's going to hurt. Be sad. Watch the sad movies. Whatever movie is going to make you cry the most, watch that one. I do that, dude. I do that. What's your movie? Hold on. Let me think about it because I know I, it's just the, the title blinking right now, but I know what it is. Mine is Monsters, Inc. Are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> Mine's like a rom-com. <laughs> Dude, have you watched Monsters, Inc.? Yeah, like a thousand times. Are you kidding me that you feel nothing when he has to say goodbye to her? And they shred that door? It's a cartoon. And then she, and then she opens... It is so... She's about to cry right now. She opens <laughs> that door. It is really sad. And she says, Kitty? And he's not there? Oh man, I, I die. Oh, <laughs> oh, I die at that. I die real hard at that. Cause it's it's fucking emotional. It is. Like, no, it really is. She's a she's a small child. She expects it to be there. It's not there. That is love. It's heartbreaking. Okay? No, you're right. It's heartbreaking. That's ripping that is something a away. Good picture of that's a not mutual breakup. That is a non mutual breakup. She had no idea, man. Yeah. She was the definition of blindsided. She really was. You think she's going to grow up and be a teenager and be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> they should have made that movie. They should. That's the Monsters, Inc. 3. You're welcome. That's some credit. But anyway, time. that is the movie that I like to watch. It makes me really sad and it makes me cry. And I, and I do that. I have four pints of ice cream. And I just cry it out, man. Man, I could go for a pint of ice cream right now. I'm not going to lie to you. I Amazon primed some. <laughs> what? <laughs> when we were looking stuff up, I was like, I just got to have it. Are you kidding? <laughs> I did. I'm dead. Because <laughs> I, thought, I thought, breaking up, what is the number one thing you need? And I felt ice cream. But now that I'm thinking about it, it's like Amazon Prime should really get on the like delivering alcohol bus. Yeah, they don't do that, huh? Uh, Favor, Favor does. Favor does. Favor will deliver alcohol, but I'm not willing to pay $3,000 in delivery fees. Yeah, so. $3,000 a little steep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you have to let yourself grieve. You have to let yourself be sad. Honestly, I remember my first horrid breakup. It wasn't my very first relationship. It was the second one. Like I was with this guy. We had a big age gap, actually. Actually, he was an age gap. I was 17 when we got together and he was 21. Refer to last week's episode. But I was 17, he was 21, and we were together for like two-ish years or something like that. And I remember when it finally ended, like we kind of had a yo-yo relationship. um, But when it finally was over and it ended and I decided like I'm not going to go back to that. I don't care if he calls me, texts me, or what happens. I don't care. Um, I just remember like feeling the overness of it like i remember crying super hard the first time Mm -hmm. and not feeling like i could stop crying and i just let my body go through it yep and honestly i ugly cried for it felt like forever it really did like i would even go to work because we worked together oh my god and i would cry there for like 15 minutes really ugly dude it was bad ouch i remember that the manager who made the schedule for them actually changed the times 
That you'd go that in? That they would go, go in or come out. Oh, so yeah. that we wouldn't have to see each other. Good. That's and nice. Wasn't it? That was really nice of her. And I, you know, shout out to that lady. Yeah. I, I, I don't remember your name. I want to be honest. But <laughs> shout out to you because that was really nice of you. Did you find the movie? Yeah. Mine's me before you. I mean, oh, who doesn't man. cry during that movie? Oh, my but... God. Goosebumps. Yeah, that is a saddest shit movie. That is also... <laughs> A not mutual breakup. Exactly. That is the. De- <laughs> right there is the definition of not mutual. But like, uh, that, 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 you have to grieve and everything. Yeah, like, you got to be sad, and that's a that's a fair one. I feel you on that one. Yeah. So okay, so that was the first one. Take time to grieve your mm-hmm. loss. It's okay to ugly cry for a month or two. Yes, or do longer it. if you need. It feels it. good. It really does. The second one she had was reconnect with yourself. As cheesy as that sounds. That's a very good thing to do. Yeah, it's important. You have to focus on yourself and mm-hmm. get out of the like, we. Yeah, and doing everything for someone else. You just you gotta do stuff for yourself for a while. Make go your, hang out with friends. Yeah, do things that are gonna make you feel good, and mm-hmm. that's gonna. She also says, and I totally agree that that's gonna give you some self awareness for your next mm-hmm. relationship, which is like the things you're willing to tolerate and not tolerate, mm-hmm. and like the things you need from a relationship. You need that time. To yourself without just jumping right into another relationship so you can figure out what went wrong in the previous one and what you want in the next one yeah like take that time to like reflect what could i have done better like Mm -hmm. i'm not saying that you are a bad partner but you know everybody can improve yes yeah so i mean you got to reflect on the things that went wrong what went right what did you like what did you not like but i will say if you're single for way too long Remember that compromising is okay. Yeah. Yeah. Getting, I think you can be single long enough to forget that. But like, yeah, you're going to have to give a little. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so you should reconnect with yourself. Maybe like try something new, a new hobby. Yeah. Didn't it say something about I hobbies? Think it did. Pick up a new hobby. Fill your time. Yeah. I like that. Um, her third one was don't be afraid to ask for help. I really really like that because at the very end it says if you have to return stuff to your ex it's okay to ask someone else to bring that stuff to them yes i never thought of that i hadn't either because people usually use that as an excuse to see them again like oh i've got your hat yeah but just (laughs) like you have you probably have one mutual friend right or somebody or your best friend or whatever or someone who's at least willing to go over there and be like here's your shit yeah (laughs) leave it on their doorstep yeah um, yeah, I like that one too. Mm-hmm. And also just like, if if it's taking you a really long time to move on and mm-hmm. heal and get over someone, you might need to get professional help, like more help to kind yeah. of talk out why you're still holding on to that and what's going on. A non-biased opinion too. Because yeah. if you talk to your girlfriends or your mom or whoever you go they're to, they're all going to be on your side. side. Of course. And they're going to make that person seem like they were not a good person. And then you're going to be like, I was with them for four years. Why did you not say this before? Or, you know, something like that. Yeah. You don't want them to be bashing that person, especially if you're recently out of the relationship. So it's kind of nice to have that unbiased professional person who will be like, well, did you look at it? it. Right? Like, look at it from this point. Did you think about this? And you're like, oh, shit, I didn't. So it's kind of nice. Bring some things to the light. Mm Mm-hmm. And that was three, correct? Mm -hmm. So her fourth. Time does actually heal all. Obviously, it doesn't feel like it. It feels like the end of the world. It feels like forever. Uh, Yeah. But 
if you've been through a breakup and you're with someone new now, then mm-hmm. you already know that that's true. Time heals all. Yeah. I get goosebumps because I think about the moment you wake up and it finally does not hurt anymore. Same. And you try to think about it. You're like, I was literally just really sad and it kind of slowly tapers off. And then one day you wake up and, and it's, you're fine. It is. It's like totally healed. Yeah. It's like yeah. things are almost like brighter. The sun yeah. is brighter. The day is brighter. Everything feels good again. There. I remember that moment whenever, mm-hmm. like, me and that guy broke up yeah. and I was really sad. I was like, am I ever not going to be just hysterically crying at work? Am right. I ever going to not wake up and just want to, you know, just cry in my pillow all day? Yeah. And then I woke up one day and it was fine. Everything was fine and I was able to yeah. move on. So. And you might get, like, a twinge here and there mm-hmm. of, like, some pain, you know, but... That's normal. Yeah, that's normal. It's going to happen. And yeah, but like it's not a debilitating pain anymore. Oh my god, that debilitating breakup, it's, heart crushing. Yeah. <sighs> Shit sucks. Oh my god. Uh, so that was that was that article, and I I really liked it because they kind of laid out very specific things when it comes to breaking up, like how long does it take to feel better? Yeah, these are the things that can kind of change it, affect it, yada yada. Yeah, and then here are some things you can do that'll hopefully make it feel better. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, we found another article by Mark Manson, and Kelsey actually did a review of his book. What was it called? Yes, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. So if you want to check that out, it's on our website, commitment.wtf. Um, go check that out if you haven't already. And uh, he did an article about getting over breakups. Yes. And if you've read that book, you know, he's just kind of like straightforward, straightforward to the point. Mm-hmm. He's not going to sugarcoat anything. So and I like that about him. Yeah. Um, I liked this, this article because he's that, you know, brutally honest opinion mm-hmm. that you need when you're going through a breakup. Um, but he said a lot of good things though, that I didn't see in the other article. Mm-hmm. And one of the first ones that stuck out to me was that getting over an ex has a lot more to do with knowing who you are and the story you tell yourself about your past relationship than it does with trying to mitigate the pain every time you're reminded of them. Right. So, and then he also, he goes on and talks about how relationships form the meaning or form the basis of meaning in our lives. And that's why they're so painful. Yeah. I wrote that one down. Yeah. I wrote like re- relationships give us a sense of meaning. And then that's how we perceive ourselves. Yeah. Based on the relationships we have with ourself, with our significant other, with our friends, with our job. I mean, like relationships define who we are as people. Yeah. So 100%. the second somebody takes that away, you kind of question like, who am I? Yeah. What am I worth? You know, like yeah. what, what, What's what is my the meaning, meaning now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's why you feel, like he said, there, uh, he said, like, that's why you feel that emptiness because yeah. you have, like, a quote unquote lack of meaning, lack of identity. You're trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. I thought that that was really interesting. And then the thing that he said um, that stuck out to me was when he said, the only way around is through. Because it's yeah. so true about so many things. You want to try to find an easy way to get through something that's really hard. Right. But it's like you really can't. You, can't. you just kind of have to push through yep. the you moment. You have to go through each through step pain. of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he also said the hard pill to swallow here is this. Part of you is now dead and gone. It's time to accept that and start rebuilding your life so you can move on. So I took that as like you can't. You're not going to just fix your broken self. You need to like right. break down and rebuild. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think that's important. So he then also gives four steps of moving on and getting over your past relationship. And 
Uh, his first one is just more detail about what we just said, that getting over someone requires new sources of meaning. So he talks about connecting and reconnecting with people in your life um, that will bring meaning back into your life, like friends and family. And I think that's so important because when you're in a relationship, you spend about 75%, if not more of your free time with your significant other. Mm -hmm. So it's like whenever you take that away and you don't have them anymore to call or text or whatever. Right. It's like you you have have to like rely on your friends and family Mm -hmm. to be there. Oh my God. Imagine though, like breaking up and being like, fuck, who do I call or text? That's why you I mean, need friends, hopefully man. Hopefully, at least have a family member. <laughs> I mean, at that point, like, if you don't have, like, you you start going after the acquaintances. Yeah, just text and call whoever, man. Anybody, you find you that one friend. DMs, you know, slide you, into a you, DM. You see them like out having a good time. You invite yourself. You show yeah. up. Can I come? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my god! Actually, you would like start going out and being with your friends again. Like yeah. you were probably that person. AKA me, who's always like, no, actually, I'm busy. No, actually, I'm busy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you could just never go to things. Right. But then all of a sudden, you're free to do whatever. Yeah, so go like, and do all of that. Hit me up. <laughs> Down to clown. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm dead. Oh my <laughs> God. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. Kelsey's down to clown, you guys. I'm so tired. Step two. I see the relationship for what it was. That's all. No, yeah. You should see your relationship for what it was, not reflect back and be like, this is what it could have been. We were so great most of the time. Why can't they see that? It's like, no, you should focus on this is what it was, not what it could have been because it isn't. Right. You've got to take the objective look and Mm -hmm. kind of look at the facts and And think about those things and not just the, you know, good memories. Because even bad relationships will hurt really bad. Yeah. Bad memories will still be overshadowed by good memories. It's like you could have the worst, shittiest relationship. And if you really cared about that person or if there was any hint of like, I need to be with this person it's still going to feel really bad. And you're going to like look back and think, well, this and this and this was good. And it's going to completely overshadow all the other bad crap that happened because there's usually a reason you break up. Yeah. It's like if everything's perfect and amazing and going just fine, why, you know what I mean? Like you wouldn't have broken up. Yeah. Um, I do like too that he kind of just threw this in there. He talks about toxic relationships too and how that, even if you're in a toxic relationship mm-hmm. where you should be able to just think back and be like, oh, everything was bad. Yeah, it's okay that, to go. That you're still going to, you still probably will have a hard time seeing the bad because, I mean, he says that your relationship is your, or your outlook out of it is skewed and distorted because you've already started to think that, that all that irrational jealousy and controlling behavior and all the rude things that happened were like signs of, undying love for you and so that's yeah. what you've been like programmed to see it right. as and you're like well they did this and this and this for me they must have loved me yeah like they cared so much mm-hmm. that yeah no so so it's try to be objective mm-hmm. about it 
Look at your relationship for what it was and move on from that. Yeah. be okay to move on from that. Yeah. And he says, which this is like his take-home point, I think, from this one, is that relationships don't end because two people did something wrong to each other. They end because two people are something wrong for each other. I wrote that down, too. I loved that. That, because it's so good. Because people often ask themselves, like, what did I do wrong? What could I have done to keep them? Why did they leave? And it's... Not necessarily you all the time or, or them. them. Yeah, it's just you. It wasn't a match. It didn't other. go together. Yeah. So you know, and I think sometimes it hurts really bad because someone always gets there first. Yeah. You know, and oh, then the yeah. other person is either blindsided or you know, I guess that's it. They're blindsided. <laughs> They're blindsided. <laughs> but also, even if it's a mutual breakup, somebody got there first and somebody mm-hmm. is going to hurt more than somebody else. Yeah. So just yeah. know that and be okay with that and be okay with not being a match. It's not going to be a match every single time. Right. I think those ones are hard because, like, you want it to work. Like, maybe you do <laughs> love each other, like, you know, but it's just not, like, it's just never going to work. I mean, it's, I think it's those like are probably doing... the hardest ones. Oh, my God. Yeah, because they check off all the boxes. Right. Well, he's a good guy or girl. They are, they made me feel secure. They Mm -hmm. were well taken care of. Like, they had their life together or whatever. And you'll think everything was good. They had all the positives. Why couldn't we have been something that was positive? And there's going to be somebody else out there. Yeah. There is. Always. Yep. It's like putting together a puzzle, like a really annoying puzzle where all the pieces kind of look similar. Oh, my God. And just like wanting to jam that fucker in there. Like, this piece goes it here and here. I know it. It doesn't. But it doesn't fit there. It doesn't. Yeah, don't because make it. Because it fits somewhere else. It does fit That's so cute. Else. Go find you your edge piece. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like that really annoying piece that you just can't figure out where you're, it goes. You're a son of a bitch. I am. I'm that piece that you're just like, this This one doesn't even belong in the box. I'm that corner piece that's very obviously the corner piece that you know where it's going to go. That is me. <laughs> you can count on me every time. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm really difficult. Except for the time when I actually belong to another puzzle and it's <laughs> You actually were in the wrong box. (laughs) And for for some reason, I made it into this box, and now you're trying to fit me somewhere that I don't go. So that's the scenario that you can't count on me. (laughs) You found your home. You found found your home as a corner piece. I tried a few other boxes, you know. Just didn't work out for me. It wasn't the right puzzle. (laughs) I'm dying. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> we digress. Uh, I'm lost. We always digress. It wouldn't be this podcast if we didn't digress. <laughs> <I know. laughs> um, he also talks about investing in your relationship with yourself, which we just covered. Yeah, because you're worth it. Oh, my gosh. You're so worth it that you should go get yourself dressed up, get real fancy, go buy yourself a nice sushi dinner. That sounds fancy ass sushi dinner. Yeah. Because you ain't paying for two people anymore. Yeah. Take yourself out. Look real nice. You'll get hit on at least. Man, and that'll feel good. That'll be your confidence boost right there. Yeah, you don't have to go home with anyone. Probably you shouldn't. Don't go home with anyone. Just let them hit on you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Feel good about that. Yeah. (laughs) And then stop. Good luck. It's not good advice, but it's advice. Sometimes the only way to get over someone is to get... (laughs) 
can't. I can't say it? You can't. Okay, sometimes the only way to get over someone is to get under someone. It's a short-term fix. It's, it's yeah. You're not really going to get over them, but temporarily. I mean, it's a distraction, if nothing else. All right. There's Shanita's outlook on things. I do that a lot. It really doesn't actually work. <laughs> She's talking from experience. So don't do that. You, you disadvise. I mean, you can do it. It's just like, don't count on it to fix everything. All right. There you go. Okay. There you go. Go ahead. Last one. Figuring out what your needs really are. Um, I think that kind of ties in with like Mm -hmm. taking the time with yourself, which we'd also talked about from the last article. Mm -hmm. Um, But he listed three fundamental emotional needs that I thought was interesting. I flitted right over that. Let's hear it. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the first one, um, well, the the backup to that is that uh, he says conflicts in relationships almost always arise because one or both people aren't getting their needs met in some way. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. And it's often because those needs are not communicated effectively or they're being ignored. And so he talks about these three fundamental emotional needs so the first one is status, feeling important or superior or feeling challenged. The second is connection, feeling understood and appreciated. Shared values and experiences are important. And the third is security, feeling safe and reliable um, and feeling trust. So he's saying that those three emotional needs need to be met in a relationship. Yeah. What, are, what What's the order for you? Hmm. That is so hard because I'm so high maintenance. I need them all. Um <laughs> I think number two, so connections, feeling understood and appreciated, Mm -hmm. shared values and experiences. Then number one, feeling important and superior and feeling challenged. And then three, security, feeling safe and reliable and feeling trust. I think I'm the same because I feel like if status and connection are met, usually you'll have security within those. So I think I'm the same. So those are the, um, oh, you had a little bit from that time article. So we found a time oh, article. Yeah, the third also. article that we found. This is the most scientific of them all. It says how to get over a breakup according to science. Um, just a summary of what it is. They basically did a research study on 24 people between the ages of 20 and 37 that had been in a relationship for approximately two and a half years. And basically what they did was give them something specific to think about, three different things, and then they had one group that didn't wasn't told to think about anything specific, and that was their control group. And then while they were thinking about this stuff, they showed them pictures of their exes to see the emotions that were elicited. And the way they measured that was by using EEG strips. Oh. Isn't that cool? That so cool. they wanted to see how much emotion was that came out whenever... Um, They had them thinking about these things. So the three specific things that they told them to think about. So group one was told to do negative reappraisal, which is where you kind of like think of all the bad things that your ex did, all the bad habits they had that you hated, and you kind of focus on that whenever you see photos of them or when you're trying to get over them. And then the second one was love reappraisal, which is where you're like, I still love them. I still care about them. And that's okay, even if I'm not with them. And then the third one was distraction, basically just avoiding the emotions altogether and being like, I like pizza. (laughs) So um, all three groups, including the control, all had less, like their emotional response was decreased from 
when they were just looking at their ex mm-hmm. and like feeling whatever they wanted to feel. Yeah. So all the all of them technically work, but the most successful um, according to the study was negative reappraisal because it kind of works in the long term. Like you kind of just think of all the bad things. I know it sounds terrible, but it really kind of helps. And it says to write down a negative thing about that person every day until you're over them. Dude, I'd be doing it on my like bathroom mirror and like red lipstick, you know, like <laughs> all these terrible things. People will come over and be like, wow, you really don't like yourself very much. <laughs> write his name right in the center. Yeah. Yeah, so um, negative reappraisal apparently works in the long term, even though it can kind of give you negative emotions short term. The one that they said was kind of the worst was the distraction because you're avoiding the problem rather than approaching it head on. So, you know, three things you can try scientifically to get over your ex as well. Is there anything specific that works for you that you've done or had to do? So... When I was broken up with, yeah, the relationship hadn't been good for a while, but I was still like, I was blindsided. I was so upset. Like I got a text while I was at work. It was like, we need to talk. And I was like, about what? And then it was oh like, oh my God, I think we need to like that. end this relationship. And I was like, okay, great, dude. I'm at work. Thankfully it was like time for me to go. And then I went and met up with him and Oof. we talked about it and everything and we ended up breaking up. But, and I had, we had, that had been a little bit of a roller coaster relationship, which right. we are going to talk about soon, but I was still like blindsided and upset about yeah. it, you know, and um, told him though that, you know, this is the last time. Yeah. And like, you know, if I leave right now and this is what you want, then we're not getting back together. Don't come crawling back in three days. Right. And then I like called my cousin and went and hung out with her and like two other girls we went to dinner. Yeah. I stayed with her and my other friend for like a couple nights and Aww. just like surrounded myself with like, you know, people that I knew were going to have my back and support me and everything. And that's really what helped me. And then, sure as shit, there he was, three days later, texting me, <laughs> saying I made a mistake and blah, blah, blah. And I ne- off, never dude. took him back. Smart. Yep. Good I knew job. that that was the end of it. So It has to end eventually when yeah. in a relationship like that. Yeah. But that's good. The- See? She had friends, family, all the people. Yeah. My family, my friends, everybody, like, you know, and they'd been there through me, with me through that relationship and, mm-hmm. like, a lot of the ups and downs also. But, yeah, they were just still there to support me. And I cried a lot and ate a lot of ice cream mm-hmm. and i watched the same movie i want to say like hundreds of times but it wasn't monsters inc actually I what think was it <laughs> i'm excited i think to get through that relationship it might have been super troopers <laughs> no did you cry no i didn't cry okay. during super troopers I mean, but i, I did know. think the schnozberries smell like schnozberries or whatever he says Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But yeah, I just watched that movie over and over again. Honestly, though, one of the craziest things about that relationship was I couldn't sleep in my own bed for a year. Why? Because it reminded me of our relationship. So I couldn't like be be in my room for extended periods of time for like a year. That would be hard. I was going to ask... Like, if there were trigger things afterwards. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, w- we worked at the same place, so I still had to occasionally see him, which sucked. But um, <clears throat> other than that, it was, like, my bedroom, certain places I would mm-hmm. drive by. I mean, there was a lot of triggers because not only was he a serious relationship, but he was, like, the guy I lost my B card to, which same. I think makes it harder. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so if you have that kind of connection to someone, that can really suck too. Yeah. 
It was yeah. it was hard. There was um a movie I had to avoid and there and then I also didn't listen to like country music for five years or something. Or ever again. Good riddance. <laughs> okay, yeah, I know, I get it, but like <clears throat> anyway. Aw. What movie was it? I don't wanna say. Aw. I don't wanna ruin it for everybody else. Bro. Okay, okay, okay. All right, all right. It's another friend situation, but whatever. (laughs) Um, If you guys have Mm -hmm. any tips or tricks for getting over breakups, email us at at tgtacpodcast at gmail.com or DM us on our Instagram at two girls talking about commitment. Yes. And I just wanted to say the reason that you should bring your questions, concerns, and problems to us, Mm -hmm. email us about them, DM us about them. Is because we will go do the research for you. Yeah, we're going to look shit up. And find everything out. Like, we aren't just pulling this out of our ass. Yo, we had a Time article in this one, okay? Yeah, this research. is legit. Science, bitches. We are here to help you. <laughs> that is why you bring your problems to us. We are going to help you through it. Yeah, we're literally two girls talking about, about commitment. commitment. <laughs> we'll help it's you. what we do. Also, follow me on my personal Instagram, Kelsey Bree, K-E-L-S-I-B-R-E. And I'm at Shanila, uh, at S-E-A-N-E-I-L-A. So, we've talked that to death. you want to play a game? Let's play a game. Okay. Can you handle any more laughter? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. It's Uh, been a while. My abs hurt. So, So this week, I came up with our Would You Rather game. So, these come on the heel of me and my boyfriend moving into our first house together that we bought and all the stresses that came with it. Some of the situations we've had to deal with. I'm so excited. I feel like they're, these are the lighthearted ones. <laughs> okay. But, okay. Th- thank you. So, would you rather pay for every single thing in your relationship or not pay for anything at all and they won't allow you to pay for things? The second. <laughs> See, I feel like that one's obvious, but I think I'd rather pay for everything. Okay, because why? I, because I don't want to owe anyone anything. Like, it feels weird to take someone else's money for things. Yeah, I, I hear you there. So, for me, I feel like paying paying for everything kind of gives me a little bit more control over the situation. If I was financially stable enough, then I would choose to pay for everything. No, that's what I'm... So, like, in a world where... Oh, okay. <laughs> in a world where we're not splitting 50-50 and either you pay or they pay and you have endless amounts of money. Oh, then I would pay. For yeah, sure, absolutely. same. So if you both had endless amounts of money, you'd still just like pay for everything? Yes. Same. I feel that way because I like to know that I'm contributing mm-hmm. because one of the stresses of moving in is that there's a lot of costs, a lot of finance involved, yes. closing costs, down payments, buying new shit for oh your gosh, house, so furniture. Much. It's like thousands. So yeah. I think I've been really stressed out because my boyfriend kind of provides a little bit more just because he's kind of better with money than I am. Yeah. So it was really stressful watching him lose a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. Even though it's going towards something we're both going to enjoy and have for a long time, it was still kind of hard to go through that. So then in my mind, I was like, fuck, I wish I could just afford to pay for everything and not worry about it. So that's why I picked that one. Would you rather have somebody who's extremely obsessively neat or a slob? I Okay. I think for me... Mm. <laughs> this is hard. I think extremely excessively neat. I feel the same. Because I'm very neat and OCD. Mm-hmm. The only way I see a problem with that is if like 
our neatness doesn't align. Like they want everything a certain way. And I'm like, well, I like it this way (gasps) in this neat way. And then it's like, you know, we're constantly switching the glasses around in the cupboard or something. I was just going to say, have you ever like put a statue on the left? You know, it's like a kitschy thing. You have it on the left of the counter and then you come home and it's on the right. Right. And it's, um, yes. And I would literally send a text and be like, don't be passive, bitch. Tell me you want it in a different spot. Right? I hate you. <laughs> yeah. But slobby, like, I would, having to clean up after someone all the time, since I am such a clean person, mm-hmm. uh, that would be hard. Yeah. So, I like the dirty dishes to go in a specific spot. Like, you know how in there's the one- dishwasher? Oh, no. I mean, oh. like, if you're, like, in a rush and you just you have to go and throw the dish in the sink or whatever, okay. I want it to go in the side that doesn't have the hole. Yeah. Yeah, I feel that like makes that makes sense. Common sense. Yeah, it doesn't tell everyone. Apparently not, huh? <laughs> it's, like, my number one pet peeve that my boyfriend does, and I love him no matter what. What you need? But. is one of those farm sinks, so there is no side. I mean, unfortunately for you, then there's only the garbage disposal there. <laughs> But he'd probably so find a way to cover just that. <laughs> but <clears throat> so what he used to do that would drive me crazy is he would not only leave dirty dishes on either side of the sink, but he would also not rinse them. That bothers me. Ooh. Just turn the water on. Just turn the water Ooh. on. Sets me on fire a little bit, but at least he rinses them now. Good. So you've trained him a little. I mean, I threw a big bitch fight. <laughs> like, call it that, but... I was like, I will literally leave you if you don't stop this. No, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. But that's really the only thing he does around the house that just drives me fucking nuts. Other than that, he's really, really clean and really good, but... Well, that's good. Yeah. The last one, and this is the one that gets me real saucy. Oh, God. If you were moving into a place with your significant other, would you rather they choose... Everything, or like they help you choose every single thing that goes in the house, and like both of you have to approve of it, or they choose nothing at all and let you do whatever. Okay, I think that I would want to just choose everything from experience, from when my ex and I had a rental house mm-hmm. and like we furnished it and everything. Yeah, I we have different tastes, and I just didn't like anything that he liked, and like I just wanted to choose everything. Yeah, with my current boyfriend, I would be okay with agreeing on things with him because I already know his taste and like yeah. it. So I think it depends on the person for yeah. me, but uh, nine times out of 10, I would rather just choose and do it myself. So, okay. So you and your ex didn't get along in your taste. Right. So what ended up happening? Like, did um, you just like butt heads or was he, was he just like, fuck it, you pick whatever? We ended up like, I think I, we compromised on some things. Yeah, we compromise on some things, mm-hmm. but like, or I would choose like three things that I liked and be like, okay, which of these three? Yeah. But he still would always choose the one I like least. Like, oh, we just... would he do this? Would he do this number? Uh, what about this? And you're like, I gave you three fucking choices. Pick one. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, yes, he would. Uh, like, so this I'm... is the page. Don't flip the page. Yes. No, no, no. I said, don't touch it. <laughs> <laughs> but my boyfriend. So I'm very quirky and like eccentric, I would say, in my tastes. And he's very like everything needs a purpose. Everything has to be neat, organized, Mm -hmm. and whatever. Like if I have a statue or a figurine of an elephant, it has to do something. (laughs) I just thought of the most perfect housewarming gift. I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) 
but but that's how it is in this house and i told him the other day i literally cried and i said you're killing my quirk i hope you feel good about that you're killing my quirk i love it that's a shirt and and he was like it's not that i'm killing your quirk it's just like some of the stuff you like is so busy i physically can't handle it that's okay so another scenario okay Wait, so what would you rather? Oh, I, I think the thing is, I would rather almost just let him pick everything. Okay. Because if he picked nothing and like left everything up to me, I feel like I would have so much stress and anxiety mm-hmm. about picking the wrong thing, especially if it's a big ticket item, that I would just like want to die. Oh, yeah. No, I'd be like, I don't really care what you like at this point. I'm going to... Choose what I want. Like like our couches. Yeah. He did the thing that you do and said, here's two options. Okay. Pick one. I think that's a good way to do things. I literally almost wanted to die in the store. I was flushing. Because was... you didn't know which one to pick? Yes. It's like thousands of dollars. Oh, yeah, and I was true. just like, is this the right decision? And he was like, I gave you two. Pick one. And I just wanted to die in the store. But we picked one and we both like it. Good. And so it's fine. But I would almost just rather pick nothing. Like just let him do it all? Yes. But what's been what about all your quirky things that you want? I mean, I'd probably just end up having to sneak it in. <laughs> <laughs> Have a decorative pillow here and there. Yeah, that's great. My um, mom and stepdad have different tastes. Mm-hmm. and But my mom is also very eclectic. Mm-hmm. And so... I remember in their like condo that they were in before they're in this house now, but before she had like this like really cool wooden chandelier thing and a cool wooden table and uh-huh. um, some other like eclectic stuff. Right. And she's like, well, I let, you know, him pick the rug and it's this rug with like geometric shapes and like red and blue and yellow on it. <laughs> and I'm like, this doesn't match any of your wooden <laughs> items in your house. Like, and she's like, I know. And like, it's just, yeah. I was like, they, so they didn't care. They're each like, they wanted the items yeah. they wanted and they just didn't really care what it looked like. Huh. It's like, I don't think I'd like that either. I wouldn't like that. I was like, this doesn't work for me. <laughs> I would almost just rather shut down my quirk and let him pick whatever. Yep. Than like, I don't know. Same for me. But that's Because that would stress me out too. Yeah. But uh, yeah. But he... she's very eccentric too. So she's like, at least she's fine. Yeah. That's very wonderful for her. But... <laughs> I feel like I'm a quirky, eccentric OCD person. So yeah. it's like things it's have hard. to match, but I also like them to match in a weird way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. So like, um, I don't know if you shop for home goods at Target a lot, but there's like a yeah. collaboration or something right now. Target's really up in their game on the home goods. They are. But they have a collaboration with Opal House. I don't even know what that is. But everything that they have in that brand is, like, very colorful and bright and, like, animals and, you know, just very, like, the definition. Right. Yeah. So I'll literally, I was asking my boyfriend in the store, like, what about this? No. What about this? No. What about this? No. What about this tiny, small planter thing? Okay. <laughs> Give me something. Right? So he's letting me have my quirk, but it can sit in the corner. <laughs> and it's small. <laughs> no, he's letting me have some things, but you know, it's been a struggle. Yeah. I'm excited to see it when it's all done. It'll be beautiful. Yes, it will. Anyway, you should move in eventually, but it does have its stresses. But it is still really cool to come home at the end of the day and be like, this is our house. That's so, so cool. we have those moments too, so it's cool. Yeah. Anyway. That was it. That That's was our all. Episode. That's all we have for you today. 
Remember to email us any anything you'd like to email us about. Just say hi, you know. TGTACpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Or DM us at Two Girls Talking About Commitment on Instagram. And go follow us. And if you're listening on iTunes, uh, subscribe, like, rate, review. And if you're listening on Spotify. <laughs> give us a heart. Give us a like. a little heart. Um, heart us. Yeah. We need it. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.